Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery.
Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash icon on your radio dial. iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, free download for you for your smartphone or tablet. That's our digital platforms. Of course, uh, bringing you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Happy to do it. Uh, looking forward to a great show today. Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base, uh, but we are on all podcasting platforms. So when you check out the podcast, it's your leisure. Uh, and don't uh, we get that about 20 minutes after the program ends for you. We, 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 really, we, we definitely try to get that up about 20 minutes after the show ends. Because uh, believe it or not, and sometimes I can't believe it, uh, but as soon as it goes up, there's a group of people that, I mean, immediately are going to it and, and, and are listening to it. So I don't know if they're out of town, they're in town, they're just picking it up whenever they can. But uh, uh, it seems to be that way uh, each and every day when we post this uh, podcast that, uh, you know, within a few minutes, there are, you know, quite a few people that are already on it listening to it. So we try to get up about 20 minutes after each show. Uh, each and every uh, weekday. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram is how you can catch us on the um, on our on our social media platforms. And, of course, uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Really excited about bringing a, a guy that is a legend in this town and a legend across the state as well, uh, a trailblazer in so many in so, in, in, in his own realm and, and a guy that uh, has always been gracious with his time, um, he is, and I got—I know he's going to hate me to say this, but, you know, when you think about it, he's the senior member uh, of the media, uh, sports media here in this town. You know, and then none other than, again, the loquacious and uh, legendary uh, Roe Brown will be with us on, on the program tomorrow, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Roe's got so much knowledge, so much history, and uh, I don't get him on the program enough, but uh, he'll be joining us because he does a lot of stuff with CrestedSports.com. Also, again, he's on this program, on this uh, station, 106.1. Uh, he does the uh, prep roundup uh, uh, show with uh, with Ken Trahan. He's usually again over at um, over at Francesca with uh, with Scott Craig's uh, gang uh, doing the, uh, the the pregame uh, along with Les East. So. Um, you know, very, very active still in the media here in New Orleans. And, of course, just came off a Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame induction. Uh, just got another award within the last few weeks. Um, we'll talk about that tomorrow on the program. That's Thursday, tomorrow, live broadcast, 1 p.m. on WLE, uh, on WLE TV. Also live streaming on the WLE TV YouTube page. And then, look, it, it is what it is tomorrow, right? 6.30, uh, game, Pels, Suns, elimination game, game six in the blender. And then, of course, the Saints will be on the clock somewhere around probably about 8.30 or so, okay? Um, so we've got two picks, 16 and 19 right now in the first round. Uh, I do not expect anyone, again, hanging on every word on, on the award-winning inside of all sports. What you can do is set your DVR. 6 o'clock tomorrow on LAE, 10 o'clock on the Deuce, WLA TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE. Saturday at 2 a.m. on the Deuce, 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. It'll be up on our social media platforms um, tomorrow evening. And then, of course, uh, uh, it'll always be available for you at the WLE TV YouTube page and also ericasher.com. On the program today, a little bit different show today. Celebrity Chef, Celebrity Chef Scott Craig is not going to join us today. He's finishing up uh, his um, 
graduation with the ATF. Remember, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when Scott got tased. Uh, and um, so today, again, he's laying out a big meal for, again, everybody that's graduating from the class. So, unfortunately, he would not be with us today. He'll be back with us again next week. But um, uh, Jordy Collada is going to step into his spot today. He's going to join us at around 535 on the Jordy Collada Show. Looking forward to having Jordy on the program. And, of course, Sean was in a Fox 8 Sports jumping in his normal time, 435 uh, this afternoon. And, of course, today's program is brought to you by the Katie's Family of Restaurants. And, of course, uh, look, it's, it's Jazz Fest time. Uh, a lot of folks coming in from out of town, but a lot of folks, again, that are New Orleanians that – you know, unfortunately, only make it back from Mardi Gras, Jazz Fest, maybe French Quarter Fest, uh, maybe again the holidays. So, again, folks are going to go, and they, they're going to enjoy Katie's. Katie's is perfect. They're right in, right there in Mid-City. You can go there before the fest, grab a great bite to eat. You know, again, the Sunday brunch on a Sunday before you go to uh, the Jazz Fest is incredible. Or again, after the fest is over, if, again, you haven't had enough of that great food and you're just looking to maybe go grab a few cocktails, keep the party going, head on over to Katie's. Uh, again, they'll be open late for you uh, with all the great menu items you've, you're expected. Again, Louisiana seafood and just an eclectic menu of something for everyone on that menu. Uh, also, again, with Jazz Fest in town, uh, a lot of folks, again, uh, getting out over to Francesca and, and enjoying the great meals over Francesca that they offer each and every day. The family meals are fantastic for a family on the go, uh, but the menu is second to none. Uh, delicious sides, New Orleans uh, burgers. Uh, you got poor boys. Award-winning pizza, muffaladas, family recipes that come from uh, Scott's uh, mother-in-law. Uh, that again, the Italian recipes, a St. Louis-style deli with sandwiches and sodas, but also wine and beer available for you to enjoy. You can check out the, the whole combang over at, at FrancescaDeli.com where they got the menu, everything else there. Remember, they can ha- handle your catering there as well. Uh, 504-266-2511. That's Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue. Remember, if you want catering uh, with uh, with Katie's, S-C-O-T at Katie'sInMidCity.com. That's Scott's personal email uh, to get in contact with catering there. And then, of course, Bienvenue on Hickory. Uh, rolling right now. Okay, and I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm looking forward to when they get open again seven days a week because they had a Sunday brunch that was again that was quickly becoming a go-to Sunday brunch. But Harahan has discovered this restaurant. The rest of New Orleans is discovering this restaurant now. Why? Again, Scott Craig's magic touch when it comes to a restaurant. Uh, great sandwiches for you. Fresh Louisiana seafood, daily specials, soup, salads, great contemporary Creole cuisine, uh, great Southern dishes. And just the flair that, again, that is anything that Scott Craig's involved in when it, when it comes to restaurants. So again, he is the maestro. Uh, BienvenueHarahan.com is where you find the, um, the web address. Dine indoors, dine outdoors, 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on uh, Hickory in Harahan, 467 Hickory Avenue. Get out there and enjoy a great meal at one of the um, Katie's family of restaurants. I had a lot to talk about. And... Um, Look, I, I did something yesterday I rarely do, right? I mean, you look, in, in, in my 20 years on the airwaves, I, I rarely pick games. I just don't, okay? I, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of a jinx at times, all right? But, I mean, I really felt good going into last night's game against the Suns. I felt the Suns were against the wall. Their back was against the wall. They were a desperate team. But I felt that the Pels had figured the Suns out. You know, they were searching for that third score. They couldn't really find it. I mean, the third, third score was, was McGee who was maybe putting in 10, 15 a game, you know, at, 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 the, at the five spot with uh, him and Aiton kind of really being that second scorer, if you want to say, for, for the uh, Suns after Booker went out. And they were searching for another score, and they, they just couldn't find it in the first four, in the first four games. Uh, they had figured out Chris Paul in a lot of cases, which is hard to do. But, again, uh, they were wearing him down uh, with, 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 again, a combination of Jones and Alvarado, uh, and it seemed to be working. Uh, but – 
again, what I did not foresee was what happened last night. And this happens to to young teams. Again, young teams who don't understand um, uh, playoff basketball. And, and, you know, it happens. The Pels were not ready to play, plain and simple. Not ready to play. In the playoffs, in 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 a game five, in a series that's tied at two, the number one seed is wounded, right? They're on their home court. Uh, the, the Pels just didn't step up to the challenge, okay? And it's disappointing. With, with everything that was on the line last night, okay, riding high from game four win in the Smoothie King Center, you know, you tied the series at two. You got the city that, again, is buzzing. I mean, just going crazy uh, over the Pelicans. I mean, look, beginning of the season when they won in 12 and 316, uh, you could barely find a Pelican fan. But everybody's a Pelican fan now because, again, what? We've always said, you know, win and they will come. It's a little different. You know, people forget, again, the Saints were the same way. You know, when the Saints weren't winning, and, again, I've been a season ticket holder since 1981, been around since 67 when they kicked it off for the first time. Yeah, there was the novelty of professional football back then. And, of course, again, the Tulane Stadium was packed. But that wore off at the years and years, again, of losing. And, and eventually, again, it was hard to get tickets away to the point, again, remember, Arnie Filco right before Katrina having to get with John George just to be able to sell the dome out so that people could watch it on TV, so the shut-ins could watch it on TV. I remember that each and every week having to deal with that. So, you know, it's a little different scenario when Peyton comes to town, he turns things around, all of a sudden you're a Super Bowl contender, and every year with Drew Brees, you got a shot at the ring. At basketball, we haven't had that here. You know, we had, again, the legendary Pete Maravich and what he brought to the table in terms of people packing the dome. But, again, never winning. I mean, never never was over 500 in four years they were here. You know, and you had moments here with Mashburn and, and, and of course, with Baron Davis. Uh, you, had the, you had the big three with uh, West and, and Paul and, 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 and Tyson Chandler that gave you kind of hope. And then, of course, later on with uh, Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis. But nothing sustained, no sustained winning. So, you know, basketball has been kind of like a stock market here. Uh, and, and there are basketball fans, and we're a basketball city. But the, little, the difference is, again, with the metropolitan area being so small and smaller than most places, we're not having the corporate support that, again, you would get in most places, you know, where, again, they're giving tickets away to their, uh, to, to their clients, to their, um, to their employees, et cetera, and they're filling these arenas. In a lot of cases, you don't have that here in New Orleans. But when you do put a winner on the team, when you do put a winner on the floor, when you do put a team that, again, the city can identify with, they're going to support the team. And that's why I kept saying the narrative, the national narrative around, again, the Orleans is not a basketball city. You're, you're, you don't know what you're talking about. You have no clue what you're talking about. Now, New Orleans is not going to support a bad basketball. You, you have that, 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 those NBA fans that, that are, again, looking for NBA well, look at, look, at this, look at the ratings. And NBA in New Orleans, again, one of the top, just like the NFL, no different. You look at the national games on, on TV, New Orleans leads the country, or among the leaders in the country, again, in watching these games. So there is a core of, of fans in, in New Orleans that are diehard NBA fans. And then there are, again, there are the bandwagon jumpers that once, that again, anything New Orleans, and if they're winning, they're going to get, they're going to go out and they're going to see them play. So that's where we are right now. So this city's buzzing now, right, with... Uh, with the uh, Game 4 win, the, tying the series at two. Uh, the national media is even jumping on the bandwagon, okay? All these individuals, all season long, the last couple of years, talking about how we did not deserve a franchise here in New Orleans, okay? We have no fan base. Uh, the, the, the team should be going to Seattle. Uh, not understanding, again, what's happening here, the, the ownership and their dedication to keeping the team here in New Orleans. Oh, none of that. didn't matter. Again, it was all about hot takes. Now, again, they all have to eat their words. Tabasco or Crystal is what I got to say when you're going to eat their words. 
But they're all jumping on the bandwagon. And then the team comes out last night uh, in Phoenix, and they, and they don't respond to a game of that magnitude. That's the thing that got me, okay? They open up with no intensity. Uh, the physicality was not where it needed to be. It wasn't there. I mean, it takes intensity and physicality to put a team away. And, again, they didn't open up. I mean, look, I, I was shocked. I fully expected them to come out with a full-course press, swarming defense, attacking the rim, playing in the paint. And what do we get? We got a nonchalant start. Settling for three after three. By the way, missing three after three. Uh, no physicality. Then turning the ball over. Turning the ball over. Look, they found themselves down by 12 at the end of the first quarter. Uh, but the die was cast by that point, okay? Uh, they, they were playing catch-up for the rest of the game. And at one point, they were down by 18. Okay, sure, look. They played the Suns even for the final three quarters. But again, the lack of sense of urgency and getting off to a good start on the road it gave those Suns role players confidence, okay, confidence. And it led to me, what, what I thought was, you know, them, the Pels pressing for the rest of the game, okay, which I thought affected shot making, especially when it came to C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram, who, again, have, have, have shot the ball very well. Look, I thought they could have got the ball to Valanciunas more. They didn't, okay. They were settling for outside shots. Then you throw in missed free throws, okay, especially down the stretch, where, again, you're getting easy buckets. They're getting technicals. You're, you're having an opportunity to close the gap by just knocking free throws down. And, and, and you can't knock free throws down, okay? That put a bow on it. And that put a little bow on the bad showing last night by the Pelicans, okay? Let's face it. Just look at this, this series and, again, how it changed on, on the Booker injury. Since the, the, the Booker injury, the, the, the Suns have struggled all series long to find that third score to really replace what Booker brings, right? They found it last night in two players, okay? Bridges had 31 points last night in 47 minutes. He had four blocks and five rebounds, okay? He was on fire and played great defense as well. Um, Payne had 12 points in 12 minutes, probably would have had more if he wasn't in foul trouble, and two steals. Both played great defense. Both gave the Suns the boost they needed to beat the Pelicans last night, 112-97. to and now it sets up an elimination game in the blender uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night. Now that is a 6.30 tip. And uh, people are complaining here in New Orleans about the late tip. And, and look, think about it. A 9 o'clock tip here in, in Arizona is a, se- is a 7 o'clock tip. Well, uh, we want to talk about being unfair. I mean, how about unfair for the, for the, for the Suns fans tomorrow? It's a 6.30 tip. That's 4.30 in the afternoon in Phoenix. And believe me, the NBA would not like would rather not have to do that. But again, they're going with the 6:30 tip tomorrow. Uh, it maybe helps again Saints and Pels fans because you have an, maybe an opportunity to be able to kind of peek at what's going on with with the draft. But still, for the Pels, it's pretty simple. It's win or go home. It's win or go home. Look, I picked them last night because I never foresaw the lack of intensity and the lack of physicality. I expected again the Pels to be the aggressor on both ends of the floor, okay? They were not. Uh, the pace, okay, which is the key to their offense, was not there, okay? Where was the sharing of the basketball that we've seen, again, that has been the, uh, the, the, the complement of this team on why they have, have now gone from uh, doormat, in a lot of cases, to the eighth seed, to knocking on the door of maybe, again, winning a series, and historically winning a series, because an eighth seed has never beat a one seed. This would be historic if this happened. Okay, but again, 
you have to be the aggressor. You have to be intense. You have to have physicality. you got to play smart. I mean, you can't, again, spot a team 12, 18 points and then expect, well, we're going to come back. You know, the Lakers and, 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 and other teams just do that to the Bells all the time. You know, they toy with them like a cat with yarn. Okay, let them get it. They can get a little bit of a lead here. We'll come back fourth, third, fourth quarter, and we'll seal the deal. As I mentioned, the Pels played them even second, third, and fourth quarters. It was the first quarter and not coming out with the intensity they needed to, which is the reason why this team lost the game last night. Okay? I mean, the sharing of the basketball wasn't there. Again, settling for jumpers, not attacking the Suns at the rim. I mean, they came out meek. They did do the things that had them tied at two in this series. And I'm going to tell you right now, it cost them a winnable game five. This was a winnable game for the Pels last night. Now, they're in a situation. It's an elimination game. And they've been here before, right, in the play-in games. It's win or go home tomorrow night, okay, in the Smoothie King Center. Uh, it's win or, or, again, the season is over. It's when we see Charles Barkley and the TNT crew throwing out, again, the, uh, you know, the putting, putting them on a boat in Lake Pontchartrain or in the Gulf of Mexico, and, again, they're gone fishing. And I don't want to see that. I know you don't either. We want to let this ride go a little bit longer. But let me say this. Let me just say this quickly. Let's take the emotion away from it at the moment, okay? And my disappointment, uh, again, my head tells me that they're the eighth seed. And every moment they're alive in the playoffs, good or bad, is a learning experience for the future of this group. This is not the year they're going to win the NBA championship. This is the building block to win an NBA championship, okay? But I see a Suns team, okay, that this Pelicans team is hanging with. There's not a huge difference in these teams right now with Booker out. So this is an opportunity, okay? Um, When you talk about Pell's basketball, um, for whatever reason, okay, they didn't play winning basketball last night, but they have been. They have been. Now, I'm not picking the Pell's to, 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 uh, you know, in a situation – to, to be able to, to win the series still. But I am picking the Pels to be able to go uh, to a seven-game series now, okay? I think this can go seven, all right? They may not win game uh, seven in Phoenix, but I surely expect, based on what we've seen with Willie, Willie, Willie Green and his coaching staff, that they're going to correct the mistakes, okay? They're going to win. They're going, they're going to correct the mistakes that cost them in game five, and they're going to win game six, now, my, my parting shot is this, and I'm going to keep bringing it up because I think it has to be said, and I don't think enough people in this market are talking about it. I'll say it once again. If Zion is healthy and they're holding him out, it is a huge mistake, okay? In every one of their losses, he would have, if he would have been on the floor, the Pels would not have struggled shooting from the floor, okay? They would have had another option in the paint, another weapon that the Suns would have had to defend, and when you talk about the margin of error between winning and losing, especially this series, it's razor thin. I mean, look at it. Look at the difference that Bridges and Payne made last night for the Suns. Are you telling me that Zion cannot make a difference, okay, when, when the outside shot is not falling on, 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 in, 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 the, in the paint? I mean, that's, to me, that's where it's at. Now, look, he can be a defensive liability, especially if he's not in shape. But in the paint, he has to be respected and adjusted to. And when we look back on this series, if the Pels end up losing this series, whether it's in six or seven, the question is still going to be asked, was Zion available? And if he was able to play, why wasn't he? 
because it would have made this thing a little bit easier, in my opinion. No, 12, 18 minutes off the bench, coming off the bench. But again, it's something they have to prepare for and they have to deal with when he's on the floor. I'm just saying. Okay, maybe if they win this series and they get a chance to go in the second in the second round, maybe we see Zion. And maybe again, I, at that point, I'm going to say, you know what? They were right. He was not ready to play. Uh, he, you know, he's, he's out of shape, blah, blah, blah. But sure would like to have seen, especially when things bogged down from the outside, how this team would have performed with having, again, uh, another player that you've got to account for. You cannot leave Zion under the rim by himself and not think that he is not going to, again, eat rebounds, uh, pun intended, and score, and score at will uh, around the basket. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. But nevertheless, come on. We're playing with house money here, ladies and gentlemen, okay? Game six in the Smoothie King Center. Elimination game for the Pels, but an opportunity, again, to stretch this out to a game seven and maybe beyond. Who would have thought it at 1-12 and 12 and 3-16? I certainly would have. I certainly didn't think that would happen. No way in the world. All right. Don't forget about my friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Man, I'm telling you, it's getting hot outside. It's getting hot outside. So you want to make sure the A.C. is cooling. Nothing worse than walking in your home, and again, you get hit by that humidity and that heat, and you say, wait, did I turn the air conditioner off? No, it's not working anymore. So again, call them out. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. And then, of course, only doing the work that's necessary. If it's just, again, a, a tweak, you need a part, maybe, again, Freon, maybe, again, you need the, the, whole, the, the whole system replaced. They're going to be honest with you, again, give you an honest assessment of what's going on with your system. And, of course, for preventive maintenance, they're, they're, the, they're, they're the experts when it comes to preventive maintenance. Keep that, that system rolling. Keep it, keep it going. Uh, Burkhardt Air Conditioning, it doesn't matter what system you have at your home or your business, they can service it. And if you're for a new system, so they have, they have some of the top brands in the market available for you. Burkhardt standing behind everything they do. It's the, it's the Burkhardt name that means something, again, not just to the Burkharts that, that, that own the company, but, again, to the people that work there. Some of those technicians have been there for decades. You want, you, want to, you want a change when it comes to AC companies? It's Burkhardt. It's refreshing. It's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. 1061 Nash Icon wants you to imagine scoring 25K. Wow, no way. Oh my God, that is so awesome. What would you do with that money? Listen at the top of every hour between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. for our national text keywords. For your shot at 100 bucks, you win $100, you're instantly qualified for 25K. It's the 25K payday, all from the New Orleans country giant. 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Allstate. Are you a safe driver? Are you looking to save money? With DriveWise from Allstate, the safer you drive, the more you can save. At Allstate, better protection costs a whole lot less. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. Be mindful of debris in the roadways on your interstates on 10 westbound at Veterans. Debris is in two left lanes in that area, again on 10 westbound at Veterans. Your delays are going to be heavy if you're traveling on 10 westbound for more leans to Canal and delays pick back up on 10 westbound from just past City Park to just before the airport. Also look out for delays on the 610 on the westbound side from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. Look out for delays on 10 eastbound from Williams to the airport and then delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park 
to the high rise. Also look out for delays on the 610 on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. And if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection, look out for delays from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. And look out for accidents, France at Dauphine and also Gentilly Boulevard at Paris Avenue. I'm Ed Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Hey, don't forget about the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Nelly will be there Friday, April 29th through May 8th. Again, uh, Stevie Nicks, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Luke Combs, uh, Lionel Richie, uh, The Who, Jimmy Buffett, Erica Badu, Willie Nelson, Black Crows, Charlie Wilson, Nora Jones, Laura Daigle, Billy Strings, uh, Buster Rhymes, Ludacris, Trombone Shorty, uh, The Revival's Coup in the Gang, Randy Newman. I mentioned Nelly's going to be there again. And, of course, uh, don't forget about the meters, Buddy Guy, Jose Feliciano, Chris Isaac, Ricky Lee Jones, Boss Skagg's going to be in the house, Elvis Costello, Kermit Ruffins, Nicholas Payton, Preservation Hall Jazz Band, The Soul Rebels, Frankie Beverly and Mays, Irma Thomas, and so much more. Fantastic food. 
food, of course, great arts and crafts, and, of course, the, uh, the, the, the vibe of Jazz Fest, second to none. Get out there and enjoy, again, the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival with a, with a lineup that is that's chock full of, again, uh, local stars, national stars, international stars. Uh, enjoy the music. Enjoy the vibe. Get out there and enjoy the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Uh, 2022 version brought to you by Shell, presented by Shell. And, yeah, uh, everybody uh, going to be out there enjoying, enjoying the Jazz Fest this weekend. Get out there and enjoy it as well. Maybe everybody except for the New Orleans media, sports media, who may take Sunday off and just take a breath uh, because, uh, of course, we got the draft. We've got uh, game six of the uh, the Pels and then um, maybe a game seven uh, before it's all said and done this weekend if the Pels can extend the series. Joining us in the program now to break it down for us, he does an incredible job for Fox 8 Sports, not just, again, breaking down film. Uh, the podcast is, 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 again, one of a kind. He's an award-winning, uh, uh, has an award-winning blog. It's none other than Sean Vazant. Sean, how are you? Doing good. Just gearing up for uh, what should be a pretty fun little Thursday tomorrow. We were just talking about our plans for tomorrow at Fox 8 here. We've got quite a lot of things going on. It should be fun. Yeah, well, I mean, again, at least they moved the game to 6.30, right? Because 8.30 probably would have coincided right around the time the, the Saints were going to be picking. So then, you, you know, you're tipping off the game around 8.30, and then, and then the, the Saints are picking at 16 and 19. So uh, that might have been a little bit rough there. But uh, still, again, it looks like it'll be like the fourth quarter or so uh, when the Saints are going to be on the clock uh, with the Pelican game. Uh, let's start there, and then we'll, we'll jump we'll jump in the NFL draft, which is going to be huge. Of course, Mickey Loomis met with the, with the, um, uh, with the local sports media today. Um, Sean, I was really disappointed last night because of the lack of intensity and physicality in, 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 a, in, a, in a game with such big, such magnitude. Uh, and, and look, I've had to temper my enthusiasm one way or the other because I, I realize that this, look, this is a building block. This is a learning experience. But, man, I tell you what, uh, they, they looked a gift horse in the mouth last night without not coming out with the intensity they needed to in the first quarter. And I thought, again, it lingered throughout the, throughout the entire game. Looked a little too happy from uh, Game Four's win, not focusing up on Game Five's uh, tip off. Yep. Uh, I just didn't do yep. master energy. Suns energy was was there. That's a battle tested team. That's a good yep. team. That's a deep team, despite not having one of the best young players in the NBA available. Uh, and they responded. They adjusted. They did what they had to do. And flat out, Pelicans didn't match. Um, and that's you know I think everybody deserves a hand in that. You know I think even Willie Green, we would even say. So uh, I think, like you said, though, every one of these games is an experience. And the mindset you had in game five was not the correct one. Now you know that's not the correct mindset. You have learned that through an experience, and it cost you a game. Now you come back for game six. Uh, I have no doubt they'll have a much better, fresher mindset, focused mindset uh, back home at the SKC. But in saying that, Phoenix is a phenomenal basketball team and Monty Williams is a phenomenal basketball coach and they can beat you in a lot of different ways so they got to bring it uh, but I'm with you though um you you you, you kind of split the man they, they, they just did not they're being critical of them not having the right energy last night but also coinciding that with the fact that you're a little bit of house money right now so everything even bad performances mm-hmm. right now you can still make a positive because it is all the growth and learning experience of a very young team that's coming into its own. Oh, I, I definitely agree. I, I don't think that again. That that to me, when, when, as, as I don't want to say I was upset last night. I, I didn't like the start. They, they played them pretty even for the rest of the rest of the game. Three, the final three quarters. I mean, it was a pretty much an even game. 
Um, but again, getting out to that start, they were down by 12 as much, uh, at the end of the quarter, as much as 18. And then, of course, then they started battling back. Uh, but I thought it, it, it affected their shot. Uh, I thought they pressed a lot. Um, they, did, they, they, they settled for outside shots instead of attacking the basket, which has been their forte. And they didn't move the basketball like they normally move the basketball. Uh, and then, of course, Phoenix found a, a third score. I mean, you know, uh, let me say this. Uh, I, I didn't think Mikael Bridges would play 47 minutes last night and get 31 points. Uh, I didn't think that, again, that, that um, you know, he had five rebounds uh, and, and he, he would be in a situation where he'd have four blocks. Uh, between him and Payne, defensively, how they played last night against the Pels as well, uh, they, they were a handful. And, and those guys have been pretty much silent throughout the series. It's really been Chris Paul and the two bigs, and that's it. Yeah. Um, and... I'll just say this because we 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 have we have put him up a lot. We have praised him, and he's deserved every last bit of it. But you need your stars to play like stars. And last night, CJ McCollum, yep. really this whole little stretch here, has not played like a star. He's got he it, the formula doesn't work, Eric. If he's not CJ, you, you know what yep, I'm saying? True. Like You might be able to sneak a win or two, but you're not going to win a series if your stars are not playing like stars. And he's the one with the most playoff experience of anybody on that roster right now. So. Um, He's got to play better. I think he knows that. Um, his shot was has been off for a while. Uh, it was what twenty one points, but it was an ugly twenty one. Was it seven? Yeah, seven for twenty two, man. Yeah, it just, it just was not an efficient night. Yeah. Um, you can't expect Brandon Ingram to, to to take over every single night. I thought mm-hmm. he battled. He wasn't at quite as sharp, obviously, as he was uh, in game uh, in game four. But nonetheless, um, I think CJ his his I guess inefficiency has shown up, and I think he's got to find a way to find it. And, and bring it, or they're just not going to. They're not even going to get to Game Seven. Yeah, I'll tell you this, Sean. My, my, and this is just a gut, right? I mean, look, he's been a Robin his entire time in the NBA. Okay, Lillard's been the Batman. All right, I'm not saying that again. He hasn't played an All Star level. He has, but again, he's he's kind of been. He's been the second fiddle. Uh, he comes here now. Uh, you could say Brandon Ingram's the, first, the 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 one guy. I think they're one A one B. But he's the guy with the, the playoff experience, as you mentioned. And I think, again, he's also putting a tremendous amount of pressure on himself mm-hmm. to be the guy, to lead, to lead in the locker room, to lead by example, to help these young guys that have never been in the playoffs with the experience. And I think, again, at times he could maybe take its toll. I mean, 40 minutes last night, 7 for 22, uh, 1 for 8 from the three-point line. Uh, again, uh, you know, that, 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 that I think it, it has taken its toll at times. Now, with that said – if they played with more intensity and they take better shots last night and hit their free throws, it's a different game. I agree. Uh, and I like the point you made about maybe it's taking its toll, him kind of kind of taking the leadership role and, and just, you know, uh, bearing the burden, if you will, because at times it, it kind of looks like it's difficult for him. Uh, it, it does. Right. Let, let go a little bit, be free a little bit, and just kind of let it rip and uh, let the tips fall as they may because this young team, so they need guidance, I think, is also they've matured very much on the fly. As a matter of fact, the mm-hmm. young guns are balling. The young guns are balling to the point where, I don't know about you, Eric, I think the adjustment needs to be made in game six. Alvarado needs to be on the court. That Phoenix Suns team is worried. They are concerned yes. about Alvarado. Yes. He needs mm-hmm. more minutes in game six. Yeah, I agree. Again, he's getting like 20 minutes a game right now. He does need more time. Uh, I do like, again, I, it, didn't, it wasn't working early, but it's working now. Again, it, it, through attrition, it's taking its toll on Chris Paul. Between the physicality and, and, and the size of Herb Jones and then coming back with the speed of Alvarado. And Alvarado's in Chris Paul's head a little bit, and that's hard to do. You're talking about a first ballot Hall of Famer. 
so, I mean, again, and he just looked uncanny to hit the big shots. Uh, he's, he's, he's like an energizer bunny out there. Uh, and his energy just seems to be able to lift up the, uh, the team. You get him at home with that crowd. Oh, come on. Absolutely. And, and look, I, I saw it last night. I mean, with, you, you can feel the tension from the Suns when he's on the court. Like, they're worried about him, I mean, well, what he can do. So um, I'm sure it's something Willie Green noticed. I'm sure it's something he'll adjust to. Um, I think there are a couple of players that are getting minutes right now that probably need to be uh, eliminated from the rotation as they wind down here. Um, but nonetheless, um, I think he's a guy that, uh, to me, he needs to be on the court. Uh, you know, yeah. if, if you get, get 20 now, maybe you get a few more now because he's become a matchup problem for Chris Paul. And uh, who else can say that in the NBA right now? Uh, so I say you ride that as long as you can. Yeah, and I think that Graham, again, not, 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 look, at times when he's hitting, he's an asset, but when he's not, he's a liability, and he's been a liability in this series for the most part. I mean, he had a couple. He had one game where, again, he knocked down three threes. That really helped him. There was game four, uh, but for the most part, he's been non-existent, and those are minutes that Alvarado could definitely get, no doubt about it. I will say this, though, Sean. In order for him to win this game, you got to be able to, again, share the basketball, have pace, but you got to attack the paint on both sides of the, uh, of the court, and if you don't do it, they're not going to win. That's been their forte. They've got the length. Uh, then when they attack the basket, they get uh, they get easy baskets around the basket because their size. And then when, again, when they're in the paint working on the defensive end, uh, they create easy offense for themselves. Uh, and 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 that really kind of sparks the team. And we didn't see that in Game Five. No, we didn't. But it really felt like Phoenix put an emphasis on the rebound game as well because it felt like those mm-hmm. numbers had really leveled off when it was really heavily in the Pelicans' favor the first couple games of the series. Uh, so that's something they have to refocus on. You know, when you attack the paint, whether it's, you know, getting it in you know, to Valanciunas, you know, the mid-range game of uh, Brandon Ingram, the drive game, you can do the drive and kick, uh, where that mm-hmm. leads to open looks. Generally, that leads to better results with, when it comes to three-point lines. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. The isolation ball is not necessarily their game, uh, unless you're your Brandon Ingram's in the zone. Um, and I just think, you know, energy is the key word. And I think it's going to be a little mm-hmm. easier for them to have that energy uh, inside the SKC. Yeah, and and, and they got, but that's got to translate as a as a playoff team to the road, and that's tough. They did that though. I mean, think about it. They they won a game on Phoenix's floor, so they've done it. That's why I was a little surprised. I put the kiss of death on them. I picked them yesterday. I mean, again, uh, I I can't pick games to save my life. Somebody put a gun to my head and say, "Pick a game." You might as well pull the trigger. It's over. Okay, I'm just telling you. Um, uh, but with that said, I think it's, I think they win Game Six. I think they go back to Phoenix for Game Seven. And you, like we, we talked about it before, playing with house money, you are playing with house money. You go back to a Game Seven, uh, and you're and, and you're the eighth seed, and you should even be in that position. Absolutely, should they even be here right now? I mean, realistic, right now, realistic, no, they're here. Um, and if you follow the trend of this series, lose one, win one, lose one, win mm-hmm. one, lose one. I think I think I think uh, I think this thing's going to seven. That's just my. Yep, I think it's going seven too. I really do. I don't think that. I don't think Phoenix is coming here tomorrow and, and winning. I just think the the vibe is going to be too much. And look, unlike Game Three in um um, I think what was it the the Friday night game? Yeah, yeah, was it uh, and uh that and the you know the lack of energy in, in in the Smoothie King Center. I think that again we'll we'll see what we saw on Sunday, uh with again the energy there. All right, let's talk some Saints. Um, I want to give you worst-case scenario today because you and I have talked about all the last few weeks of, you know, the wide receiver, offensive tackle, and I think everybody believes that. Move up, probably won't move back. But let's do a scenario where, where, again, the top three, top four offensive tackles are off the board and your top four wide receivers are off the board. What do they do, Sean? 
I think at that point you could look to maybe a guy like uh, like a Jordan Davis, defensive tackle, Georgia type, um, a mm-hmm. safety at that point. I don't think they have – that's part of the reason why the trade was made. I don't think where they sit with where their board is, that it, that, that worst-case scenario is not going to come to fruition. It's part of the reason why they like the sweet spot of 16 and 19. Mm-hmm. Um, at least – with UI's view as a worst case, they will not because they will just go right. to where the grades are, and, it, and the grades would still fall within the range mm-hmm. of where they would pick. It wouldn't be lopsided. Um, so in that scenario that you laid out, um, I, I think that would be the direction. It would probably be someone like that, uh, the D-tackle out of Georgia or mm-hmm. uh, a safety. Isn't that safety out of Georgia? It might be in, the, in that range as well. Um, I'd have to go back and check. But uh, there's, a, there's another guy I believe out of Michigan as well. Yeah. So anyway, I, that and that was just laid out, which I right. don't necessarily think it could happen. I, mean, I guess it could happen. I don't think it, it will happen. Um, I think the Saints would still feel comfortable uh, with where they yeah. stand. Yeah, and I think it's Cine or Cine, uh Lewis Cine. Yeah, uh, is the is the Georgia safety? He's ranked third, third or fourth, depending on what you're looking at. Uh, obviously, Kyle Hamilton uh, first. Uh, Hill is in most in most drafts or in second or third, and then the kid from Georgia. Uh, the the kid from uh, Penn State and and uh, and Baylor right there as well top five in terms of uh, of safeties, I'm I'm with you. I I, I don't think they panic uh, at that point. Uh, I don't think they reach, especially wide receiver. I don't think they reach there if there's if their top four guys not there. I could see them moving up for an offensive tackle though. Uh, you know if they feel like my guy's not going to be there, maybe I give up a later pick um, to get the big man, but. I could see a guy like Jordan Davis at that, that, that spot. I could see them, if the wide receiver's not there, going again, going big once again, falling back on the big man. Absolutely. And, and then look, here's the thing, though. The theme is this, Eric. They didn't make that deal to end up with just one first-round pick, in my opinion. Right. And that's more of an informed, informed mm-hmm. opinion. Okay. The, they want to net two first-round picks. That's why they made the deal. So mm-hmm. if there is a move up, it's going to be a modest move up from like 16 to 13 or 19 mm-hmm. or whatever. So whatever give up a later pick, right? Yeah, to give up that third-round pick, to right. drop a couple spots to get a guy. Maybe you jump in front of a team that you think might be looking for a tackle and one's there, like maybe the kid out of Mississippi State was a cross. Uh, cross, maybe yes. Maybe that's the guy you like. Or and you, don't, you, know, you don't necessarily want to hope and wait. You know, somebody, a tackle could fall to you at 16. Maybe that's mm-hmm. a moderate or modest trade-up. But the, the theme, Eric? is they're walking away with two first-round picks. I think that right. is the guarantee with the Saints uh, tomorrow night. And I agree with you based off what Mickey said today, right? He said, we're taking our last, next year's first-round pick and we're getting it a year early. And, and so they're, they're looking for first-round quality there. And then, of course, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. But, again, everything we've heard, everything, again, I've been able to read, I'm sure you as well, breaking film down, they are in a position where the, the, the needs on this team correspond with the depth in, in, in this draft. So, you know, some, you have some real, real, you're top-heavy on offensive, offensive tackles, uh, and, and, of course, you're, you're not just top-heavy on wide receivers. There's some real depth at the wide receiver position where, again, if you want to get in the second, third round, you can still pick one. They could come in and play for you. Might not be a day-one starter, but, again, will be a, a contributor. Yeah, and, and I, think, I think big picture, they want to they get – at, at, at least three, you know, right, something like that. About three. Mm-hmm. Figure with a draft class, what seven picks? At least three. It's going to give you something, you know, pretty early. Immediate, um, right? Plug I mean, and play. I mean, that that just makes the most, you know, most sense. And which why you would do a deal like that and where your position in the draft. I mean, I think that's what they would certainly hope for. And look, if you really look at their history, Eric, it's not day one that they get those immediate impact guys. It's day True. two. It is. Uh, when you talk about Michael Thomas, you talk about Alvin Kamara, mm-hmm. you talk about Marcus Williams, Lavon Bell, Trey Hendrickson, and the list goes on. 
So that's just something to keep in mind as well. Um, for whatever reason, their day two grades have been on point in recent history. No, I agree. That's why part of me says, man, if you don't have the guy that's there, you can move Dak a couple of spots and pick up a second or a third round pick, you know, depending on where, where what it is. Uh, you do that. But, again, I, there's a reason why they tried to get the 16 and 19. They must feel, again, the first round, bona fide first round graded players only go so far. And that's where they feel like they're there in their sweet spot right now. Yeah. Um, we'll know it's a new day uh, in the Saints regime if uh, they trade back. Um, because, yeah, uh, even Mickey laughed about, about it today, about. right? Yeah, even he kind of joked about it today. So we'll know it's a new day in the Saints, uh, Saints history, if you will, the Saints regime, if uh, yeah. if somehow they move back. Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, and I've said that over several years, but it's just something they have mm-hmm. not done. So No, they haven't. Whatever, man. I mean, I, I'm not going to assume they're going to do it because it might look good this year because I think they've had opportunities to do it over the last 10, 12, 15 years, and they just and have ever done it. So it yep. is what it is. No doubt. And, and, and you know, I found it funny today. Even even Mickey, you know, you and I have talked about this for years, right? Mickey is, uh, I, mean, I mean, almost like he, like he was trained by the CIA, right? Uh, he Again, he does a great job of saying nothing, okay? And mm-hmm. he went into this day pretty much saying, I'm not going to say anything, you know? Uh, but uh, I found it humorous. Even he hears the cat calls from the media, right? Yeah, and look, it's it's actually become one of his more entertaining press conferences. Cause right? Really, and like I talked to Mickey off camera, and he's actually probably a little more entertaining, fun guy than he lets on uh-huh. the media, or at least on camera. But in that, sure. because he knows it's it's kind of a, a game, uh, he's actually quite funny and, and pretty human, and pretty entertaining. So it's actually one of his right. better press conferences of the year. So I actually enjoyed it today. Yeah, all right, quick, I got about a minute left, and I want you to be able to hype everything that you got guys got going. But we'll also will clap. How big is that? I think he's a guy that could certainly fill in. He was a guy that tackled eligible. I think he was a good depth guy, good teammate. Um, not irreplaceable. Uh, a guy that obviously I, I've known for quite some time. Hell, I remember talking to him when he was a student at Brother Martin, just uh, mm-hmm. in the class that he was in when I went and spoke to the school. So um, wish him obviously the best. Uh, he's done well for himself since the seventh round pick in 18. Um, yep. Reunited with some guys out west. So, um, But they, they'll, they'll be okay. They, they can replace him. Tell us about, again, everything you guys got going over at uh, Fox 8, your award-winning blog, how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, we got a lot. Um, tomorrow night, I'll be, me and Juan will be live at Saints Camp. Uh, Madeline Adams will be live at the uh, Smoothie King Center. Uh, Garland Gillen is in Las Vegas, which is where the Saints, obviously, which is where the NFL draft is. We'll have plenty going on uh, tomorrow. Uh, tonight, we have our draft game plan special at 10.30. Um, and then on Sunday, Check it all out on the final play at 10.30, talking about the Saints draft class. And who knows, maybe we're talking about uh, uh, Pelicans advancing or uh, the end of the season. I guess we'll find out yep. uh, on Sunday. So that should be fun. It should be a busy week. We have our podcast coming up, the Overtime Podcast. Download that on the final play app. Thanks, my friend. As always, appreciate your time. We'll check in next week. All right, bud. At Sean Vazan on Twitter, I'm Eric Asher. This today's program brought to you by the Katie's Family of Restaurants. Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City. Francesca by Katie's on Harrison Avenue, Bienvenue on Hickory. All are open. All are ready for you to come in and grab a great bite to eat. Again, a great cocktail. Get out there and enjoy the Katie's Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. 
Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. If you're in the market for a quality used car, come visit us at Southern Tire Auto Sales. We have a large selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every taste and budget. Every pre-owned vehicle on the lot has been carefully inspected for safety and quality. At Southern Tire Auto Sales, we'll only sell you the best used vehicles and we'll never sell you something we wouldn't buy ourselves. Financing is available. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Francesca Bacchetti's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Francesca is offering a menu that includes family meals, daily specials, delicious sides, award-winning pizza, New Orleans Best Burgers, Poor Boys Muffaladas, and family recipes. A St. Louis-style deli with sandwiches and sodas. Wine and beer also available. Check out our menu online at francescadeli.com. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-266-2511. Dine indoors, dine outdoors, or use our delivery services. That's Francesca Bacchetti's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you, and all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions, plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Uh, dashboard light problems? We can help. Our free fix finder service can read your check engine light, ABS light, and service indicator light, and give you possible solutions, verified by licensed technicians. You'll even get detailed results sent straight to your email so you have them when you need it most. It's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes. The free fix finder service, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. More details at AutoZone.com. Festival season is almost in full swing. Don't get swept away before getting tickets to the 2022 Mid-City Bayou Boogaloo. Snag early pricing instead of right at the gate at thebayouboogaloo.com and view the full lineup featuring Chapel Heart, Sonny Landreth and the Me Show Melody Makers and many more. For early pricing, get your tickets today at thebayouboogaloo.com. 
Don't, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. In the market for a generator, Burkhardt has you covered with single-day installs. Financing we have with generators, the new install quality check, part of what they do for their uh, customers. Uh, and also 24-7, 365 emergency service with all the parts you need stocked to their warehouse. So generators available right now for you at Burkhardt. Burkhardt Air Conditioning Heating, acpromise.com, your generator experts. Today's program brought to you by the Katie's Family of Restaurants, Katie's Restaurant in the City, Francesca by Katie's on Harrison Avenue, Bienvenue on Hickory. I'm Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone, tune in radio app. We are 1061 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in tech. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you're unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Francesca is offering a menu that includes family meals, daily specials, delicious sides, award-winning pizza, New Orleans best burgers, poor boys muffaladas, and family recipes. A St. Louis-style deli with sandwiches and sodas. Wine and beer also available. Check out our menu online at FrancescaDeli.com. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-266-2511. Dine indoors, dine outdoors, or use our delivery services. That's Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. I'm sick and tired of hearing 
I like this kind of party, baby. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Also catch us on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app. Free digital uh, uh, platforms for you to be able to uh, catch the show. And Actually, again, take the show mobile with you. Uh, if you got to leave the radio, you can always again have it live with you. Uh, and, of course, you can also catch the podcast there as well because our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base. We're on all podcasting platforms, uh, Apple, iHeart, TuneIn, you name it, we're on it. On even some podcast, some obscure podcasting platforms I've never heard of before, but, hey, the more the merrier. Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, uh, our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Um, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Uh, a lot of you will be setting the DVR because there's so much going on on Thursday and Friday night uh, with, again, the NFL draft and, of course, the Pels game six in the Smoothie King Center, 6.30 tip tomorrow. Uh, and, of course, also the, the draft. Figuring that the Saints are uh, I'm, I'm maybe 8.30, right around there, you know, 16 to 19, something right up in there is where they'll probably be picking. So, um, And then, of course, Friday night, um, you know, you got the second and third round. Uh, and then, of course, uh, on Saturday is uh, is the uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round. So, uh, um, if you want to catch the show instead of catching it live, you might want to just set your DVR. And there's plenty of ways to do that. Uh, we're live at 1 p.m. on on WLE TV tomorrow afternoon, at uh, uh, and also on the WLE TV YouTube page. 6 p.m. at on on uh, Thursday night on LE, 10 o'clock on the Deuce. 9 o'clock Friday night on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. That's, where, again, the highest-rated show as far as the uh, the program goes. Most people catching on a Friday night at 10 o'clock. And then um, Saturday at 2 a.m. on The Deuce and 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always at ericasher.com, always on our social media platforms, and always on the WLE TV YouTube page. And it is my absolute honor to have legendary uh, sports journalist, um, Roe Brown as our as our guest tomorrow, and I'm looking forward to having Roe back on the show, and uh, I'm sure that Roe is going to be uh, as informative and entertaining as he always is. Uh, I want to thank Sean Vazana, Fox News Sports, for joining us in the first hour. Jordy Collada of the Collada Show, Jordy Collada Show will join us at 5:35. Those of you that are looking for celebrity chef Scott Craig, and you know the fun we have each and every Wednesday. Uh, Scotty's uh, graduating from his ATF class today. And as Scotty always does, giving back, right? Okay, he's he's, he's got a, he's made a a, a whole uh, uh, buffet full of food 
Uh, he's going to feed the uh, the class, going to feed the instructors as well. So unfortunately, again, he's doing all this on his own today, uh, and so he couldn't make it on, on the program. He will rejoin us next uh, next Wednesday on the show. And I know he's chomping at the bit. Okay, I mean, come on, it's, it's Pels. Uh, you know, going into game six, losing game five, NFL draft last time to really kind of give your picks here and there. Uh, but uh, reluctantly, he had to sit this one out and uh, will rejoin us next week because um, he's, I don't think he's getting tased again. He's just going to feed a bunch of people, do what he does great, and, of course, um, uh, get his diploma uh, from uh, graduating from the citizens class from the ATF. And congratulations to him. But, again, the show goes on on, on, on the radio, and the show goes on at each one of his restaurants. Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City, rated number one neighborhood restaurant by Gambit, New Orleans Magazine. Featured on the best of food networks, diners, drivers, and dives. I'm telling you right now, folks, it's going to be a great week at Katie's. A lot of folks coming in from out of town from the, for the Jazz Fest. New Orleanians that, again, have come back to town to be able to go to Jazz Fest. You know they stop in at Katie's. Uh, Cajun Creole Cuisine at its finest. Uh, pizzas from their uh, Brooklyn-style pizza oven, which are award-winning. Not a pizza joint, but award-winning. Went to Vegas. They got the, they got the, the trophy to prove it. I'll never forget it when Scott came back, how proud he was of it. Uh, gourmet Poor Boys, of course, uh, also, again, a Sunday brunch that is award-winning. Uh, lunch and dinner specials even each and every day today. Mama Mary's Meatloaf uh, with mashed potatoes and gravy, which is a hit. Also serving that over at Francesca as well. Uh, and, uh, of course, a menu that has something for everyone. And, I, and I, when I say that, look, I, I love the muffalata. I, I love the hamburger. I love the build-your-own pasta dish. But the gumbo's out of sight. I mean, you could go right down the line on so many. The, some of the appetizers you get just, just for a meal. Uh, of course, that's Katie's Restaurant in Miss City. Hey, to have your next event at Katie's, or again, to have your event uh, catered by Katie's, uh, go to katiesinmidcity.com, or again, reach out to Scott directly at SCOT at katiesinmidcity.com. Don't forget about Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue. Again, fast becoming, again, uh, the go-to restaurant in Lakeview for Lakeview residents, but the rest of the city has discovered this restaurant now. St. Louis-style deli, deli with, again, a New Orleans flair. Uh, sandwiches, sodas from St. Louis. But you're talking about an award-winning burger, poor boys, muffaladas, fantastic, award-winning pizza, daily specials for you. The family meals are second to none. You're, you're a family on the go, and you don't want to feed your kids fast food. Go pick up a family meal from, from Francesca, and I'm telling you right now, it'll feed the entire family. You have something left over. It's a nutritious meal rather than going to, again, the fast food line. Uh, again, you can all rent out the entire restaurant for, for your next event. Dine indoors, dine outdoors. Find out more at FrancescaDeli.com or give them a call at 504-266-2511. That's Francesca by Katie's on 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. And, of course, this restaurant is hot. Bienvenue on Hickory. Uh, they are, again, fresh Louisiana seafood always, like all the restaurants that, that Scott's involved in. But daily specials, Sunday uh, daily specials. Also, again, soup, sandwiches. They had a Sunday brunch. Hopefully they'll be bringing that back when they – when, when, again, they can get more employees to be able to open up on the seventh day. But nevertheless, again, contemporary Cajun Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Dine indoors, dine outdoors. Again, also rent out the entire restaurant for your next event. That's Bienvenue on Hickory. 305-4792. BienvenueHarahan.com is the website. All right. Uh, and thanks to, again, the uh, Katie's family of restaurants. Uh, and, you know, Scott and I have Scott's been on this program as part of my show now for well over a decade. Uh, well over a decade. Uh, we talked about the Pels in the first hour. I'm not going to jump too deep into that. If you missed it, the podcast will be available just after the uh, the show ends. But very disappointed in the way they played last night. And, and look, I, I know they're playing with house money. And I know they're not supposed to be in this position. But my gosh, 
they've had the they've had the Phoenix Suns number. Again, they have not been able to figure out again how to be able to beat the Pels without Booker in, in the lineup uh, for the most part. Um, again, that changed uh, with again them finding that third score last night. But again, that was a byproduct of what the Pels didn't do. They didn't come out with intensity. They didn't come out with the physicality that's necessary. Uh, I thought, again, that once they got down, they, they, they settled for the, the thing that really frustrated more than anything else, coming down and just opening up with just shooting all these three-point shots. I mean, give me a break. Okay, you have made your bones on, again, being a physical team that attacks the paint. Uh, so many good things happen when this team, again, attacks the paint. They didn't do it last night. Didn't do it early. Now, later on they did it, but they didn't do it early. But I felt like, again, there was a lack of sense of urgency going into the game. I thought that gave the, the, the Suns uh, role, role players confidence. Uh, and then I thought, again, the, the Pels started to press. And I thought it really affected B.I. and, and C.J. And in terms of, again, them knocking down shots. Look, Valanciunas was 7 for 11 from the field. He got 11 shots last night. I mean, he's got to get more shots than that. You've got to get the ball inside to him. You know, they, they, again, on the other hand, Bridges had 31 points, uh, four blocks in, in 47 minutes. Payne had, had foul trouble, still had 12 points uh, in 12 minutes and two steals. Both played great defense. And both gave, again, the Suns the boost that they needed to, to, to again, to overcome the Pels and to beat them at 112.97 last night. Uh, that sets up an elimination game in the blend of tomorrow night, 6.30 tip, uh, and it's win or go home for the Pels. Now, look. Uh, this has been a great matchup with Booker out for this team. They have matched up well. Uh, they have given uh, Chris Paul fits for the most part, especially in the, in the, down the stretch here with Alvarado and, and also Jones kind of, again, tag-teaming him. Uh, they've had answers inside, even though Aiton is just a just a – just an all-around really, really great player. I mean, not only does he have the ability to be able to, again, clean up around the basket, but he's got a nice soft touch uh, in the lane as well. Uh, but the, the Pels for the pretty much, again, look, when they attack the basket, uh, those guys have to play defense. Uh, McGee and, and, and Aitman, when they have to play defense, they're in a situation where, again, I think it hurts them a little bit offensively. Plus, you get them in foul trouble. Pels played right into their hands last night. You know, they, they, they wanted to play outside shots. They didn't, they didn't want to get physical. They didn't want to get dirty. Uh, and that was a game where, again, you got to get down and dirty. It's an elimination game, okay, for the most part. I mean, if the Suns lose that game at home, they're coming back to, to game six with an elimination game against the Pels. Their back was against the wall. They were the more desperate team, and they played like it. And, and it did just – the thing that surprised me was because Willie Green has had his team ready to go. That, but it's another building block here. It's just not realizing, again, the challenge that was in front of them and, and kind of maybe riding high from game four and not understanding that, again, that you've got to double down with a, with a, a game of this magnitude. Uh, and they didn't do it. They didn't have the intensity, the physicality. They didn't do it. They didn't have, the, the, again, the full course, the, 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 the swarming defense we've seen, attacking the rim, et cetera. And that nonchalant start, I thought, again, dogged them the rest of the, of the game. They, they played pretty much even the last three quarters. But uh, they came out meek and didn't do the things that, again, that, that they had tied the series at two. Uh, and I, really, I thought it cost them a winnable game in game five. And plus, I put the kiss of death on them. I picked them. <laughs> I picked them. I did. I admit it. So, and I said this in the first hour. It, it, on, the, on the flip side, I'll say this. It's a building block, right? We can't get too high or too low on this. They're an A seed. They shouldn't even be in this position right now. Okay, maybe they win a game in this in this in this uh, series. But now they got this series with a possibility of again winning a game tomorrow night and taking it to seven. So again, playing with house money here. So again, at the same time, I just when you look at the difference of the margin of error between winning and losing and how razor thin it is, and again when you look at you know what Bridges and Payne did for the Suns last night, uh, you know to me. 
this is a, a Pels team that, you know, you come out with the energy, you come out with the physicality that's necessary, maybe pain and, and, and bridges are not going off, and they're struggling. So hopefully, again, they, they learn from this experience, understand what you have to do to come out in the playoff, in, in playoff-type basketball. There is no let-up. And uh, they'll win game six tomorrow night, and we'll, we'll have a game seven uh, in Phoenix uh, to close out the series with hopefully the Pels coming out on top. Big, big uh, night tomorrow night for the New Orleans Saints. It's again, the NFL draft is here. Look, Saints have, have approached this a little bit different than they have in the past. You know, under Sean Payton, they went out there and they filled holes with free agents. And it's not, not a lot of times overpaying. Sometimes they did. Sometimes they made mistakes overpaying. But even, again, with second-tier free agents – understanding, again, what the vision was for that player, and then, again, the ability to plug and play that player at a position. They, they, they have been really good at it for the most part. And then giving them an opportunity to go best player available uh, for, 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 the, for the draft on draft night. A little different this time around. They didn't sign Tyron Matthew. They didn't sign Jarvis Landry. I'm sure they got, you know, they, they, they've got those guys somewhat on a hold, right, to see what happens in this draft. Uh, I do think that both guys coming in would solve two real big problems for them. I think you need a veteran safety. That's just the way I feel. I think you need a veteran safety. Now, some are going to say that um, when, when you look at the Honey Badger, he doesn't have the range he once had. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. He didn't look like that way in Kansas City last year, I'll tell you that. But, again, Kansas City moved on to a younger player. Um, to me, everybody says that it's a duplicate of skill set with Jarvis Landry and, uh, and Michael Thomas. And I say this. Jameis Winston needs every weapon he can get, and he needs receivers that he can count on. And I'm talking about veteran receivers that when, again, things are breaking down around him, he can deliver that football, and you know they're going to catch it. That is Michael Thomas. That is also Jarvis Landry. If Michael Thomas starts off slow or he, comes, or he can't get over the injury or he gets injured again, Jarvis Landry is Michael Thomas. So I, mean, I can see those two guys, those guys coexisting. But you need speed. Now, some can say Callaway can be that guy. You know what? We'll see on the maturation process of, of, again, him and Hardy from last year. I don't have a lot of faith in Traquan Smith, except that he's a good blocker, right? So there needs to be an influx of talent when you start talking about the wide receiver position. They have set themselves up with 16 and 19 to be able to fill those holes. Now, look, I was not in favor of letting, of letting Tyron Armstead go. Well, he didn't, again, $15 million a year, Saints could have afforded that. Now, again, there's the... There's the you know, the argument that, again, he's missing six games a year, he's, on, he's over 30, and, and maybe he goes to, um, to uh, Miami and it's the same thing over and over again and, and learns that to be a good deal for, for, for the, uh, the Saints. But Hurst can play uh, the right or left tackle position for you. He's a guy that can, that can swing from either side. You could live with him as your tackle, okay? You could live with him as your tackle. But they want to strike here, and they, they want to get a tackle they can have for the next 10 years. You know, the question is, again, what do you do? Are you going with a, a player that, uh, you know, maybe comes from a smaller school, uh, you know, uh, like a Randman, uh, like a, a guy like um, uh, uh, Trevor Penning, uh, and, and hope that, you know, like the athleticism of Penning and the mean streak reminds, reminds you a little bit of Armstead that maybe that becomes the guy? Or do you have to maybe, again, maybe give up a little something else to get up to get across? Uh, from Mississippi State. I don't think you're going to get a Neal. Uh, Iquanu, I don't think you're going to be getting that guy. Those guys are going to go early, real early. And, and, again, I don't think they're, they're within reach of the Saints. And, and I would not give up two number one picks to go get a tackle either. I'm saying that right now. But I would maybe give up a later pick or a pick next year or the following year to be able to do that, to move up if necessary, if you needed to do that. 
But you want to come out of this first round with, again, two starters. And I'm talking plug-and-play starters. Guys that, again, first first game, ready to go, they're playing. I love Jamison Williams uh, at, at, at the wide receiver position. If they got him, look, you wouldn't hear me complaining. But, again, is he going to be ready week one? Because he's got to be ready week one. Okay? I mean, that's the thing. The, whoever comes in at that wide receiver position has to be NFL ready. And those guys ready to be able to plug and play. And like a guy that was the seventh-round pick here a long time ago, Marcus Colston. Okay? Plug and play. Michael Thomas was. Plug and play. Guys that come in, you put them out on training camp, you see immediately these guys belong. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, whether they're going to move for, backwards or forwards, who knows what, what's going to happen. Again, I think I gave Sean the earlier the, the worst-case scenario. The worst-case scenario, again, the top tackles are off the board. And then what are you doing? Maybe, again, most of the top receivers are off the board. Well, then at that case, again, that's why, again, I started looking elsewhere, you know, kind of just going through all the drafts and everything else and, you know, saying to myself, okay, which way do, which way do you go? And that's when I started talking about Jordan Davis uh, from Georgia. You know, he had that incredible time in, in the 40 at, at the Combine. Um, he was almost unblockable at Georgia uh, against, against SEC offensive lines, right? So you're talking about a guy that, um, you know, has incredible speed inside. He reminds you a lot of Anyamata in, in a case. And look, we know what their fallback is, right? They are not going to go for the, um, for the speed guy or, or again, the, um, the, the player that uh, is at a skill position more than they will go for a big man. They're going to drop back on big men. And, and that's been their philosophy. That's what they've done since Jeff Ireland has been there. And I'm sure that's what they're going to continue to do uh, going forward. So it would not surprise me, again, if you know, the big men are not there or maybe, again, that, that's, that wide receiver that you were hoping was going to be dropped there if ultimately they don't. Because the one thing about wide receiver is it's deep enough that you could get a day two starter, right, uh, that could come in and help you. But maybe you don't get the guy that has the elite speed that you're looking for that are going to go in the top maybe four wide, four wide receivers that are going to be taken. And, and I think that's one of the things that – look, Jameis Winston needs playmakers. That's it. Uh, of course, we know that uh, Alvin Kamara, his, um, his uh, court date has now been pushed back to August. Now we'll see how that plays out. Again, the – the, the, the videotape has not been released yet, which is amazing. The TM, uh, TMZ has not gotten a hold of it. Um, some believe that if that tape is ever released, that'll be it for, for, for uh, both uh, Kamara and, and the Kansas City Chief player that's involved in this because it's, it's that horrific. Uh, but uh, they're going to do everything they can to suppress that tape down the line here. We'll see ultimately what happens. But here's the deal. Now you're looking at August. Uh, is there going to be another, another continuance now that maybe will push this to the end of the season? And if that's the case, is the NFL going to wait on any type of, of, of suspension, any type of um, deal? So we'll see how that plays out. So that's, one, that's a major player uh, that has to be available for you to be able to be successful this year. So that also brings up the running back position. You've got to get the running back. You've got to get a safety. Even if you, you were to sign a Teran Matthew, you still need a young safety, right? That they can play. I mean, you got P.J. Williams on a one-year deal. Uh, do you really want to move um, uh, uh, C.J.G.J.? I don't. I want to leave him right where he's at. So it would make sense to be able to go out and get, a, again, a, a ball-hawking safety that, they, again, can go sideline to sideline. And look, the, the, the game has changed, okay? Uh, to say you're going to have this hard-hitting safety that's going to knock the snot out of you when you go over the middle, that doesn't happen anymore because it's not allowed in the NFL anymore. You need a guy that is a ball-hawk back there that has the ability to tackle. Okay, that's not going to let guys get past him. Marcus Williams was good in every phase of the game except one. He couldn't tackle. 
okay, or was afraid to tackle at times. So we'll see how that plays out. But the Saints are in a really good position with, again, the, the, their, their first four picks within the first 100 and then their first five picks within the, for the first 120 uh, to be able to get some quality players in this draft uh, that can, again, can fill some holes and also, again, cheap labor. Again, okay, NFL teams don't want to talk about it, but cheap labor, especially when you start talking about now two number one picks, so you got five years now. you got that fifth-year option to hold on to that player at, at again, a, a lower rate than what you'd be play, paying a veteran. So I'm excited. I'm excited about Game 6 tomorrow. I'm excited about this draft. And then I'm excited about, again, post-draft to see what they do in terms of free agency to fill the holes. And I'm going to say it again. I, and people tell me I'm crazy. The NFC is wide open. I don't believe in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They've lost a lot. I'm not buying, again, into the Los Angeles Rams. We'll see, again, how that plays out. All right? I believe that the NFC is wide open. And that, again, defensively, this is a Super Bowl-type defense. Offensively, if you put weapons around Jameis Winston, and he's the guy we saw in the first seven games of last year, this team has a shot. Has a shot to win the division. Has a shot to win the conference. Has a shot to get to the Super Bowl. And I don't know if, again, when you look at last year, again, with this big lot uh, 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 a collection of wide receivers, you could say that. That's why you got to, again, bring up the talent level of the skill position players on this team. And that is, to me, it needs to be job one going into this, into this uh, draft and, of course, into the last wave of free agency. All right. Don't forget about my friend, the Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Mentory. Uh, I don't care where you live. Uh, if you're looking for a set of tires, number one, largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area bar none. Something for everyone's budget as well. Doesn't matter what you drive, they got something for you. They're not going to press you into getting something, again, you can't afford. Also, again, when, the, when you, your vehicle breaks down, it's out of warranty. Look, everybody's searching for a mechanic shop you can trust. I'll just say this. The Piazza family have been around since 1972 with Southern Tires. That means they, they, they fix thousands and thousands and thousands of vehicles in the metropolitan area. There is no way you stay open since 1972 Again, working on people's vehicles, uh, putting tires on their vehicles if you're not doing the right thing, if you're not treating your customers right, and if you're not doing the, the, the work right the first time. Southern Tires, ASC, ASC certified technicians, the same exact diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership without the dealership sticker prices. Period. The end. That's it. And, and also, the Piazza family is standing behind their work. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3, 504-737-1558. SouthernTire.com is their website, a one-stop shop for you for tires and also a diagnostic page to be able to, again, troubleshoot your vehicle. And, of course, located at Hickory and Airline in Mentory, owned by the Piazza family since 1972, it's Southern Tire. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgater Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 106.1 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgater Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 106.1 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Wendy's Breakfast Biscuit Sandwich. Just $1. Wendy's knows a better breakfast starts with a better biscuit. That's why you can get a hot and buttery Wendy's Breakfast Biscuit with bacon or sausage, fresh cracked egg and cheese for just $1. Get your Wendy's Buck Biscuit Sandwich today. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. Look out for an accident on your interstates on 10 westbound at Causeway. The right lane is blocked. Also look out for a stalled vehicle blocking the right lane on 10 eastbound at the Almanasta Louisa exit. And also be mindful of an accident 
if you're traveling along the Pontchartrain Expressway right at the Claiborne Earhart exit. And your delays are going to be heavy if you're traveling starting off on 10 eastbound from just past Bonneville to the high rise. Also, in the meantime, delays are going to be solid on 10 westbound from just past Elysian Fields to City Park. Also, delays are heavy if you're traveling on the 610 on the westbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. And also on the eastbound side of the 610, your delays are solid from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection, backups are solid from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. Look out for delays steady if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, Great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMiatInsAgency.com. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a new air conditioning system, ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. Know, know that they, again, are authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. And, of course, expertise when it comes to installing a system, whether, it, again, it's a commercial system or residential system. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Katie's Family of Restaurants, Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City, Francesca by Katie's on Harrison Avenue, Bienvenue on Hickory. 
Uh, get out there and enjoy. Again, a great meal at one of the Katie's family of restaurants. Uh, before we go to uh, Jordy Collada, my man Jack in River Ridge is in the house. Hey, Jack. Eric, how you doing? Sorry to make you wait, brother. Ah, that's all right. Look, um, I, I want to talk about the draft, but I, I don't think you're crazy. I, I think one of the biggest things the Saints have in their favor is the SEC. I mean, the SEC. The, the NFC is going to be down. Because, yep. you, 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 I, and look, and, and I also believe that the Saints have a few more holes than they're willing to admit. I, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't think they should be as confident as they seem. However, Tampa also has some holes in their offensive line they need to fix. Their True. defensive front's getting older. And at some point, Tom Brady's, you know, going to fall apart. You know, because sure. it happens to everybody. He's not Jesus. And, and so, um, and, then, and then you look Amen. at Green Bay. <laughs> and look, I love, I, I, I'm a big fan of Aaron Rodgers, his talent. But at some point, that BS he runs has to run thin. I can't believe it's doing that team any good. And all I'm saying is the Saints have a chance in that, in that area. Um, I'll try to hurry up, Eric. The, sure, um, go ahead. For, okay, first of all, um, I think there's a possibility that the Saints maybe don't get a look at a tackle that they want. And this is the reason. I was listening to Kuyper and McShay yesterday, and they, they, brought up, they, weren't, they didn't mention the Saints specifically, but they were talking about the Chargers. And they said, you know, the Chargers – are all in for this year. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they got the pass rusher, they got the defensive back. It was a great roster to start with, you know. They and and now what they really need is an offensive tackle. Um, they may make a move up to get one of those tackles, which is yeah. it, it's kind of confusing what the Saints did. I, I'm sure I'm sure they have a plan. I'll be interested to see what it is, but it was kind of a strange move to move to the middle of the draft. You know, I think that's and, as and high as I, they could I, get with the, with with the fodder they had with the you know at this point. Um, but I'm with you. That's why I've been talking worst-case scenario today. What happens if the tackles are not there? Uh, again, what happens, if, again, if, they, if there's a run on wide receiver? We believe it's going to be a run on big men, right, especially on the defensive side right. of the ball. But, again, some of these top tackles are going to come off the board. And then what do you do then? Well, I think they fall back on big men. I think they fall back on the defensive tackle at that point, maybe like a Jordan Davis. Would you? Uh, how would you feel? Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen, but how would you feel if Kyle Hamilton fell to him? The safety uh, I'd take him in a minute. Because, you, you, again, that, that, that helps. That's the safety right there. Again, even though I want a veteran safety, this is a guy that, again, is a prototypical NFL safety now. Sideline to sideline, great speed, cerebral. I mean, he – and guess what? He tackles, okay? Unlike Marcus Williams, he's a tackler. So, no, if, that, if he fell – I mean, I know a lot of people saying, well, you're going to take a, a safety. At, this guy might go in the top ten. So, if he dropped, oh, I'd run to the podium. And, and, and Eric, one more question I'll get out. Um. Uh, just reading, uh, it seems that Jamison Williams, uh, Williams, he may be the most talented of the wide right. receivers. However, he had a knee injury. W- would mm-hmm. you be okay with them making a pick, knowing that you know in two or three years he he may be be one of the best wide receivers in football? Would you be okay with them making that pick, knowing he you know, play for the first? I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm going to be okay with it because they're desperate for that type of player. Okay. But in normal circumstances, he would red flag and he would drop. And he may still drop now because he might be ready for for the opening of the season. Uh, But, again, they're so desperate for a player like that that, again, has speed, has the ability to run routes, that, again, they may wait on him for a couple games to get get him back. And look at this long-term saying they got him for five years and they're not worried about a couple games at the beginning of the season. Well, Eric, thanks for taking my call. Always.
Thank, thank you, Jack. Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show joins us again. Folks, if you're not watching Jordy Collada every single day on YouTube, if you're not checking out his program, you are missing out. Again, when it comes to LSU, in, impeccable information, but again, across the board. It's fun. Uh, it's, 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 uh, it's entertaining. And, of course, uh, again, just again taking the digital medium uh, by storm. And, of course, he joins us on the program now, fresh off his uh, appearance last week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Jordy, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for your time today, bud. Eric, good to be back. Thanks for having me, man. Jordy, let's first of all start about with LSU and, and what you saw. Again, you've had a chance to be able to again, check out spring. You had a chance to be able to see the uh, the spring game. Uh, just your overall thoughts on, on the Tigers. You know, I think that they came out of spring accomplishing really what they wanted to do. They wanted to implement some fundamentals and strategy and some organization inside the program, on the field, and, you know, in the office. And I think they got off to a really good start you know, through the 15 practices. I think the competition that everybody's looking at is the quarterback spot. You know, I, I think it's a, it's a really good competition, Eric, but I think that Garrett Nussmeyer is, uh, you know, at this point right now, probably probably the lead guy. And, you know, Miles Brennan and, and Jaden Daniels are kind of right there on his heels. They all, they all have different skill sets, but Nussmeyer has, I think, more of the hybrid model where, you know, he's, he's athletic enough to help you with his feet. And he's strong enough to make all the throws. So it'll be interesting to see how the competition shakes out once the fall starts and, you know, goes through the offseason. But, you know, after the first 15 spring practices under Brian Kelly, I think that LSU's headed in the right direction as far as, you know, really kind of building the program, the foundation of it. They've got to, they've got to get better players at certain spots, notably defensive back and offensive line. And you know, I think that they're still shopping those spots inside the transfer portal, but, um, you know, I mean, I think everything up to this point under Kelly has, has really uh, has really shined, including, you know, what we saw over the weekend. Yeah, I mentioned this uh, on Monday, and, and, and I think I mentioned it again yesterday. Um, first of all, I, I like what Kelly's doing. And, and, and again, it's about as Sabanessa as, as you can get when you start talking about rebuilding the foundation of, of the program. But He's got to be like a card player here now, okay? You do. You want to keep it close to the vest on, on not just the quarterback position, but all positions on, again, what the hierarchy is going to be in terms of, again, the depth chart. But especially quarterback, because you don't want to get in a position where these guys start to, you know, flake out and transfer on you, and then you're stuck with, again, you know, a minimal amount of players there. I'm, I agree with you. I have not seen spring practice, but I did see the spring game. The guy that impressed me the most was Nussmeyer. And I don't know how you're going to be able to keep him off the, off the, off the field if he continues to mature, uh, mature uh, through, uh, through uh, again, the, uh, the, the rest of the summer and then into the fall. No, I'm with you. And, and look, I, I think his comments after the game was, you know, kind of what you're alluding to. He was playing poker. You know, I mean, he, he was saying that he didn't figure a lot of things out from the quarterback position. In fact, he, you know, I think his comments, where he said he, he might have even gotten more confused on it. And look, I'm not here to debate football with Brian Kelly. That guy's forgotten more football than I'll ever know. And he knows his team inside and out. And I've only seen snippets of it in the spring game. But I mean, it was pretty clear that Garrett Nussmeyer was a little bit further along than the other guys. And I understand why he made the comments post spring game, right? I mean, he, he doesn't want to be in a position where he's got to look at Walker Howard and ask Walker Howard to take a meaningful snap that. You know, it means that they got to win win a game uh, as a true freshman. So he makes. I think he wants to make sure that he can keep all three of these guys intrigued and interested through the off season and in through fall camp, and you know, trying to limit the possibility of anybody leaving uh, for uh, you know for for greener pastures. 
this could be a really young offensive line when it all shakes out, couldn't it be? It really could. You know, I think that Will Campbell, who's a true freshman, uh, has really asserted himself on the offensive line. It looks like he'll be a day one starter, and I think that there's some people around, you know, the program that, that feel like Emory Jones, who's a, a, another, you know, recruiting uh, signee in this class of 22, is another guy that can really push to play for uh, for time very early uh, in his freshman campaign. So, you know, just with the addition of those guys and Look, they, they, they've had a lot of turnover at that spot over the last couple of years. And, um, you know, they'll have some new faces there. I think, you know, a guy like Marcus Dumerville, it, it really feels like it's his time to step up. Charles Turner, uh, Anthony Bradford, guys that we've, we, we've seen play limited roles over the past couple of seasons are now kind of starting to play into their own and, uh, you know, really you know, finding that it's their time to step up and get on the field. Good news is May 1st is right around the corner. Hopefully, again, you won't see too many defections. And, and, and again, what is it? May 1st is the day that you have to, if you it's a transfer portal after May 1st, you have to sit the year. So there's no automatic just head to another program and play this year. So that, that's a deterrent for anybody to be able to, to walk away from their, from their current status at LSU. But with that said, LSU has a couple more spots available. Where do you think they're going with these last few scholarships? Look, I think they're continuing to look for offensive linemen. I think that defensive backs uh, are, are another area of high concern. And I think you're just looking for good football players. I mean, their roster is not, um, you know, they, they, don't have, they don't have the luxury right now to turn down good players. Um, they, they, they've got a need for, uh, you know, upper-level football players, just like every program does. But I think that LSU's got a little bit more playing time, specifically at offensive line and defensive back. Um, but, you know, I mean, you're, you're looking for everybody. I mean, I think the wide receiving group and the defensive line group are about as NFL-ready as LSU has, has been year in, year out. I think the running back room is going to improve tremendously when Noah Kane gets here in the mm-hmm. summertime and you see some of the high-end competition that's happening there. And, and I think that there were some bright spots at linebacker with guys like Greg Penn who was stepping up and making plays. So, uh, you know, they got good players, but they're always looking for more. And, if, they, if I was, you know, kind of placing a, um, you know, a, a concern level of, of, of um, positions, I would have defensive back and offensive line definitely on the top yeah. of the list. And Jordan, they got to be a little lucky this year too, right? I mean, again, just don't oh, have the sure. depth that you would normally have. I mean, it's got to be a year where again you 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 get a little bit lucky with the football gods, and you get a little bit injury free, right? Absolutely. I mean, look, this is uh, a team that uh, is is like you said that they, they do not have quality depth and a lot of key positions i mean you know i mean you're really going to need your your starting five offensive linemen to be about as durable and 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 stay as healthy as 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 any group that they've needed over the past couple of seasons i mean there's just not a lot of proven guys up there i mean a quarterback spot's another one where you can't you know you can't really start to, to to lose any of those guys they'll need to be lucky there um and you know you're gonna need somebody to really kind of step up i think from the defensive backfield um, you know, they, they look at some of these transfers who come in, whether it's been Joe Fusha and Greg Brooks mm-hmm. from uh, Arkansas or uh, Converse from Oklahoma State uh, or even Seven Banks who they just signed mm-hmm. from Ohio State. I mean, there, there, there are a lot of new faces out there. They're going to have opportunities to make plays, and they're going to need one of these guys or maybe even multiple, uh, you know, a couple of these guys to, to step up and be some high-end players for them. Saints will be on the clock tomorrow, 16 and 19. Which way do you think they go? 
I think offensive line and wide receiver just make too much sense. So, you know, I mean, a lot of people are talking about the needs that the Saints have at those two positions. And, you know, I, I, I hope they do that. But I think that, they, you know, Mike Thomas can, can, can use a, a guy that could help him out and take some pressure off and Jameis Winston and another, uh, another tool out there. Uh, and, you know, on the offensive side of the ball with what happened this, this offseason with Teron Armstead, uh, you know, bolting and, and, and heading to Miami, uh, you, you, need, you need some help on that, that line of scrimmage. So uh, I don't think that there's anything that stands out from a quarterback stand back, you know, standpoint in this draft. I, I know that there's been talk of, of, of the Saints drafting a quarterback. You know, it's, it's tough for me to think about that position being chosen so high without Sean Payton in the building. And you know, I, I just I just believe that they've got they've got more concerns. They they they've got mm-hmm. you know higher higher uh, areas of concern on, on on the team that they need to really get after. And you know, protecting quarterback and and giving another weapon uh, on offense seem to be high priority this year. I'm I'm with you. Let me just say for a guy that watches the SEC very, very closely, if a Matt Corral is there in the second round and you, and, and you got a, a choice between, again, a, a, one of the top safeties and, and, and the quarterback, where do you go? You know, again, I would go safety. You know, and to me, Eric, I think when you look at Matt Corral, it, it, look, I, I think he played some, he's played some really good football. He, he, watching him up close last year in Baton Rouge, his junior season, um, you know, that was the day that he threw all the interceptions and he got banged around. He got hurt. You know, he, he, he got just rocked back there in the pocket. And, you know, going and, and seeing him in the Sugar Bowl um, and, and seeing him go down. Look, man, durability is, is a question mark for me. When, when, when you come out of that league in the SEC, obviously it's physical. But uh, where, where the Saints are right now and, you know, where, where they are at quarterback, I just think that they could use some more help at playmaking spots on the field and safety being one of yep. them. Um, you know, if I had the choice right there between Matt Corral, who's coming off of an injury or a high play, you know, a high playmaking safety, um, it would be tough for me to, to stay away from a playmaker on, on the same team that I could get some value out of immediately. I don't know how much Corral could help you, um, right. you know, suddenly on this team. And I, you know, I mean, the Saints still feel like they're in that championship window. You know, they may be on the back side of it, and the roster has, has been kind of ripped apart from the depth standpoint, but you've still got a lot of your high-end players on the team, like Kamara and, and, and Thomas and, uh, you know, obviously uh, Lattimore and, and, and sure. Mario Davis and all these guys. So, I mean, I, I just think that, you know, they're still in win-now mode. So if you've got an opportunity to grab a playmaker in the second round, I think you go after that. Jody, i got about three minutes left. Give me your thoughts on the Pels. Last night's game, uh, losing uh, in, um, in, in uh, Phoenix, and then, of course, game six in Smoothie King Center elimination game. Look, I thought they walked into a buzzsaw last night in Phoenix. Really, that was a tough, that was a tough task. And for the first time, I think that Phoenix really could hold the game start to finish. And for the first time, I thought that the Pelicans looked tired. You know, I thought that they looked a little sluggish. Five of 25 from the three-point line, 15 turnovers. Uh, you know, Brandon Ingram struggled a little bit last night. C.J. McCollum, to me, has kind of been the X factor here, Eric. I mean, he's got to start He's got to start hitting more shots. He's averaging 23 for the series, but he's doing that on 21 shot attempts. I mean, the inefficiency uh, for McCollum is, is, is kind of backbreaking on offense right now. There's too many wasted, wasted possessions and dead possessions that happen on that end of the floor, and McCollum is just, uh, you know, you count on him too much, and he takes some pressure off of, 
off of Ingram. I'm not here to bang on McCullum. I think he's been a key ingredient, a great pickup, and I hope that they re-sign him long-term. But right now is the time that they signed him for. And he really needs to start to step up and hit shots with consistency. And I think he knows that. Um, you know, he's costing them on the defensive end right now. But, you know, I think that this the, the Pelicans still have uh, – I still feel good about him. I mean, for as bad as last night's game right. was, I mean, you know, that was a – that was a drum they walked into. I mean, you know, Mikael Bridges coming out and picking up the scoring load like he did last night. and uh, You know, obviously Chris Paul looking to bounce back. I, I still think mm-hmm. Chris Paul looks rattled. I still think that he's vulnerable. I still think mm-hmm. that he doesn't have – I mean, to see him get an eight-second count, to see him get a technical foul last night shows that he's very frustrated. I think they're doing yes. a tremendous job on him defensively. So, I mean, if you can cut the head off the snake, Eric, which, I mean, they've kind of shown that they've – they found the cheat code on Paul. Yep. Um, I, I feel good about him. I, I think they win tomorrow night. They force a game seven. And I mean, look, I think that Phoenix would be favored, but it wouldn't surprise me if they won it. Yep, oh, I'm with you. I'm, I'm right there with you. And look, again, hopefully they learned something from last night. Again, how you have to come out with the intensity and the physicality in, 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 in a playoff game. There is, you, you cannot take any time off. And, they, and again, that first quarter was woeful. Yeah, it was. And look, it feels old school playoffs, man. I mean, it, it, these oh, yeah. teams don't like each other. They don't mm-hmm. mind that they that each other don't like each other. Uh, you know, they're not helping one another up. They're throwing elbows and kicking at one. I mean, I love it. This is this is Me as too. good as it gets as far as the NBA goes. And uh, one thing's for certain: the Pelicans have kind of flexed their you know their muscles as as a franchise. That it feels like the country has kind of picked up and gotten behind as a. An easy team to like. You and I talked about mm-hmm. this on the television show last week. Yes. I mean, they're very easy to pull for. They're, they're, they're a fun group to watch, and they, they, they've got great chemistry. They like each other. They play well together. They're young. They get up and down the floor. So um, it's cool to see kind of the national wave getting behind the Pelicans. No doubt about it. Tell everybody about your incredible show. I mean, again, I'm telling you folks right now, uh, tune in live, catch it on YouTube, do whatever you got to do, but you got to watch the Jordy Collada show each and every weekday. Tell us all about it, how folks can follow you on social media. Appreciate it, D. We're uh, 7 and 9. We're live on YouTube each and every day. Uh, Jordy Collada show, easy to find us. All of the social handles are at Collada show. Uh, we're all over social media. Uh, we've been having some uh, some build up to the NFL draft. Been talking a lot of Pelicans. We'll be doing the same tomorrow, obviously with a huge sports day in South Louisiana with the Pelicans at home and the draft starting tomorrow night. Um, so if you're looking for some uh, some information that's really Louisiana based, come check us out. Easy to find us on social media at Colada Show. Incredible guest too. He's not. He's, he's again. He's not. He's not, he's being very modest. Incredible guest and breaking stories all the time. Breaking news. Check out the Jordy Collada show. Jordy, thanks for your time as always. Uh, looking forward to having you back on soon. Thank you. Talk soon, man. See you got it, bud. Thank you. That's Jordy Collada again. Jordy Collada show. Hey, don't forget about Burkhorn Air Conditioning and Heating. ACPromise.com. ACPromise.com. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Yeah, ACs got you covered. Yes, they they have you covered when it comes to your generator sales and service. Uh, yes, again, they they are there for you for that APCO whole home treatment center uh, system that again I have in my home, which again uh, works cleaning the air continuously. Uh, but do you do you realize that again they also offer outdoor lighting, ceiling fan installation, electric repair, inspection, and testing?
Uh, yeah, it's a one-stop shop for you when it comes to Burkhardt air conditioning and heating. To find out more, go to acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Katie's Family of Restaurants, Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City, Francesca by Katie's on Harrison Avenue, Bienvenue on Hickory. All are open tonight for dinner. All are open through the weekend. For those folks coming in from Jazz Fest, get out there and enjoy a great meal or a cocktail or two at the Katie's Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie's. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Francesca is offering a menu that includes family meals, daily specials, delicious sides, award-winning pizza, New Orleans Best Burgers, Poor Boys Muffaladas, and family recipes. A St. Louis-style deli with sandwiches and sodas. Wine and beer also available. Check out our menu online at FrancescaDeli.com. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-266-2511. Dine indoors, dine outdoors, or use our delivery services. That's Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. I'm Joel Clark, a select quote agent, with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and he can't take it with him. Well, I went to work and found Ray, who's 40 and takes medication to control his high blood pressure, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. That's way more coverage for a lot less than what he was paying. If select quote didn't shop for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote and to find out how much you can save, call 1-800-885-9500. That's 1-800-885-9500. 1-800-885-9500. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. 
Awards. Administrative Professionals Day is a Wednesday, so make sure you tell the people that keep your business together just how much you appreciate them with beautiful flowers from Villaries Florist. Both our Metairie and Covington locations are open and ready to safely deliver the magic of flowers to that special hardworking person you would just be lost without. Contact us and order online today at VillariesFlowers.com. Don't forget, Administrative Professionals Day is Wednesday, so order today at VillariesFlowers.com. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. Certainly appreciate you checking out the program. Again, we want to thank the Katie's Family Restaurants, Katie's Restaurant in the city, Francesca by Katie's on Harrison Avenue, Bienvenue on Hickory, our title sponsor for today's program. Uh, also want to thank um, our guests today, uh, Sean Vazan and Jordi Collado. Rudy back at studio. Thanks all the sponsors that sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slide to the sponsors that sponsor our program. Thank you for supporting those sponsors, and thanks for the sponsors supporting our program. Also, as, as always, I very much appreciate um, um, you guys checking out the show. Coming up next, it's Kenny Trahan with All Access, Jim Eichenhofer, Chrissy Floyd, Al Dupuis, all part of his show tonight. Keep it right here on 106.1 FM. Been a blast, New Orleans. See you tomorrow, straight up 4 o'clock on radio, 1 o'clock on TV. My name is Eric Asher. From the dog kit to the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go. Catch the three tailgaters.